0: Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. I really sensed in my heart that we needed to reserve at least 10 minutes tonight for prayer. I mean, think you can pray for 10 minutes straight without being distracted. We can do it. We're a great people. We have great power. And so we're going to do that. And I want to share a few things with you about intercessory prayer tonight. This is a kind of prayer that a lot of people don't know a whole lot about. And it's not that it's their fault, it's just I'm not sure the preachers that they're sitting under know all about this subject as well. And. Um, I've had the privilege of studying under some amazing teachers that shared scriptures and taught scriptures concerning the, the prayer of intercession, which is one kind of prayer. Different rules govern that prayer than like the prayer of petition or, you know, praying for something the Lord promised in his word or the prayer of thanksgiving or agreement in prayer. This is a specific kind of prayer. And I do believe it's the kind of prayer we need to know a little bit more about, if not a lot more about, in the time we're living in. Uh, One of the interesting things about the prayer of intercession, it's praying for others. And really what intercession means is you're, you're taking the place of another in prayer because they don't know how to take that place themselves. They've not learned how to claim their rights. They've not learned how to pray the prayer of faith. And a lot of times intercession comes in when we're praying for other people who don't know how to pray like they ought to pray. And we can go into intercession for them and God will actually help them Because we prayed for them in intercession for them but another reason we need to understand about the prayer of intercession because a lot of time I know when I'm praying for myself I pray believe God and praise Him from that moment forward you know I'm just going to claim I don't need to pray over and over and over again other people is a little different one reason we pray differently for other people is because there's times those other people don't realize it but they're constantly yielding to evil spirits and there needs to be some constant intercession, kind of, you know, stripping those spirits off, basically, so to speak, and praying for them and helping them because of their constant yielding to the wrong thing. Sometimes there needs to be constant prayer until they get it right, until they see the light. Amen. So, I want you to look at First Timothy chapter 2. And Carla, what did, tell me what you put on Facebook again tonight. You put something on Facebook about, what is it, Can I read it? Do you have it on there? Uh, All right, just what was it? Something about every Christian should be in church tonight instead of sitting at home watching the news on TV. Yeah, I mean if you really care for your country and you really want to see some change in the country, every Christian tonight should be in church if there's a church service in their church instead of sitting at home watching TV. Um, Watching TV doesn't do a whole lot for the state of what's going on, but praying does. Praying does, I mean... You know, I, I'm a little concerned that some people are getting too caught up with the natural stuff that's happening. And they're missing prayer meetings. They're missing times where they could be interceding. And, and they're, they're just getting all worked up about something that getting worked up about is not going to change it. <laughs> Screaming louder. Putting on a, a mean post on Facebook. That's not going to change it. Right. Uh, but what will change it is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to hear the word, get stirred up. And we're going to pray, just like we did with the youth when they were in here. And so we'll add some more things to that, and we'll go on, and we'll make a difference tonight. So those of you watching on, online, on camera, you know, it's, it's wonderful to watch online. It's wonderful to tune in on camera. And if you can't be in a church service, it's the next best thing. But if you can be in church, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll be a lot less distracted if you're in the room yeah. than at home. I mean, it's just, it's just not quite the reverence sometimes at home. and the the focus at home as there could and should be. And so we encourage you, uh, do everything you can to get in church in these days because help's not going to come from the White House. Help comes from the sanctuary. Now, I felt really led to say that. So before we read this in 1 Timothy, go to Psalm 20. Go to Psalm 20. Uh, I want to say that again because that was an anointed word that we need to hear. Help, the help that we need, it's not going to come from the White House. Some will come through the White House, don't get me wrong, but but the Bible didn't say help's going to come from the Senate. The Bible didn't say help's going to come from Congress. The Bible didn't say help is going to come from our governors. What does Psalm 20, verse 2 say? Send you help, Lord, from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Now, the word Zion in the Old Testament had to do with Jerusalem and, you know, in, in Israel, but... In the New Testament, Zion's called the church. You are come to Mount Zion, the church of the firstborn, right? It it, it talks about Zion being the church in the New Testament. Where's help going to come from? Well, it's not going to come through CNN, I'm sorry to say. It's not going to come through the White House. I mean, God's going to use the people in the White House, but ultimately... Help's going to come from the sanctuary. So no wonder there's invisible forces to get you to think you really don't need to go to church or as much as you should. Or there, There's help in the sanctuary. Now you can close yourself off to the help. It can come forward. But since God's respectful and not going to push anything on anybody, it can bounce off you and go to the person next to you. But there's help in the church. Yes, there's help in the sanctuary. I'll tell you what. Let me, let me tell you a really good way to not receive that help. Just in case you wondered. Be offended. Yeah. Get offended at something. Get upset at something. Yeah. Get mad at something. And uh, it's, it's, not, it's not really hard to receive from the Lord, but we got a lot of help to not receive from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? From the evil one, from the opposing forces and things that don't want you receiving the help. Help comes from the sanctuary. Jacob said when that portal opened above him and he saw a ladder going from heaven to earth and angels ascending and descending on that ladder, he said he met God, talked to the Lord. He said there was a portal the gate of heaven. There was something that opened above him. He said this is none other but the house of God. The church is called the house of God. Local churches are called the house of God. There's some things you'll get in church from that opening that you won't even get at home. You'll get some things at home that are wonderful and amazing, but you won't get everything you need by staying home. I mean, there's some things God designed. We need each other. there's, There's a lot of things happening right now, not only in the world, but a lot of stuff's coming to light in the church as well. I think people are seeing some things about themselves that they're going, hmm, I think I got something I need to deal with here. Maybe there's a little rebellion I didn't know about. And... Maybe, maybe this was an opportunity for it to come out a little bit. It sure it's quiet in here. <laughs> hey, I've seen some stuff in me that has, that has, some of this pressure has pointed out or, or ruffled in, inside of me. I've seen some stuff I don't like. I don't like it. But I'm going to deal with it. And I'm not going to excuse it for, well, I have a right. <laughs> well, we. If Jesus is our Lord, we gave up our rights, basically, right? We're trusting Him to take care of us more than we can take care of ourselves. So, help comes from the sanctuary. Did you see that? Did you put it on on the screen for those online, too? Just want you to see it one more time. It didn't say, send you help, Lord, from Congress. Send you help, Lord, from Washington, D.C. Send you help. Where's help coming from? It's coming from the place that a lot of people aren't too interested in anymore. It's still going to come from there. Well I don't need no local church poor old Jesus didn't know that. that's why he gave us pastors. I guess he just didn't know what he was doing. no th- there's there's a lot of help that will come to us from the local church and that's a lot of that help is the only way you're going to be able to get it unless unless you just there's no church around and and, and, and nobody preaching then God's going to give you some things that maybe you you, you you can't get because you're not in a local church, but he'll give them to you anyway. but I just I, I actually um, would you go to another scripture before this one here? <laughs> go to Second Chronicles 7. And you know the verse we're going to go to. Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. Carla brought something out a little bit ago about a word in this verse that I wanted to bring out a little bit tonight. But I think... I think the church is, is doing pretty good in some areas. And I think, you know, when I say the church, I don't just mean Faith Heights Church. But I still think there's a few things that they need to fess up to, focus on, and realize that hmm, maybe, maybe there's a little more than I, than I thought here. So look at Second Chronicles 7 verse 14. Solomon basically said, if my people, or God said, if my people ever stray into sin, they get off and, and the nation goes crazy. He said in verse 14, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. And I was thinking about this again, about how um, he didn't say if leadership in the land does something. He didn't say if the government does something. He, he said if his people do something or don't do something, the state of the land will be thus or thus. So if my people, God said, are, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. If our land's not being healed... Number one, keep standing in faith. Don't ever stop standing in faith. We're not going to give up just because things happened today that maybe we didn't like. We're still going to stand. Things can still turn around. It ain't over yet, right? That's our slogan here at the church. It ain't over yet. It may look like it's over, feel like it's over. Lazarus may be dead for four days, but it ain't over yet. It's not over yet. Things can still change, and I'm believing for that. I just want to make sure that we're also taking serious some other things that are important to the Lord. It's important to us that our country has the right president, that our country has the right laws, that our country doesn't keep killing babies. It's important to us you know that our country is doing well. But what's important to God sometimes is not that important to us. You know I think it's important to God that that we are where we're supposed to be not only staying away from bad things but doing the good things. And when he says here uh, turn from their wicked ways again he's talking about God's people turning from their wicked ways I think when we hear the word wicked we're thinking you know adultery and murder and abuse and you know uh, you know just terrible awful wicked things well Carla brought out that that word also means things that are displeasing to the Lord not necessarily gross you know like ah like we think is gross You know what God thinks is gross? I'll tell you one thing he thinks is really gross. Doubt when you know better. Huh? Violations of love are a big deal to God. Strife is a big deal to God. Shedding innocent blood, of course, is a big deal to God. All these things are called abominations to the Lord. But I think sometimes we think, well, we've got it together. You know, we're not committing adultery and we're not killing anybody. But are we doing the good things we know He wants us to do? Because listen closely. If we know to do something good, and we don't do it, it's sin to us. And the reason it's sin is because you know better. Now what's a sin to me may not be a sin to you because I may know something you don't know. But when you know it, Mm -hmm. sin is violating light. Something you know is true. Something you know is God's will. And in James chapter 4, if you could put up on the screen the last verse in James chapter 4, I think a lot of Christians have the, uh, you know, turning from their wicked ways down in this not committing acts of evil. But what about this other area, the last verse of James 4? What does it say, guys? It says, therefore, to him that knows to do good, there's the key, you know. You know. You've read that scripture you've heard that sermon and now for us to do the good that we know we should be doing and if we don't do it to us to him who? him that knows better not everybody knows better that's why we can't judge somebody else for sinning when we don't even know what they know you know we're told not to judge and one big reason we're told not to judge is we don't know what those other people know and if they don't know it it ain't sin to them but God knows if they know it and they know if they know it and they can't fool God. Well, I didn't know. God's <laughs> was going to say, remember all the sermons you heard? Yeah. Remember that scripture that you didn't like? Yeah. Remember that scripture that you just pushed aside when pastor shared it? Yeah. That won't work, right? Him that knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it's sin. And the thing that makes it sin is that the person knew Better. They weren't like, I didn't know, God. I didn't know. It's all right. The blood of Jesus will cleanse you from those sins you didn't know about. But the ones you do know about, you need to say, Lord, I blew it. Can I get a witness? It's important. See, when we talk about turning from their wicked ways, we think that's just all this gross stuff. I don't do any of that. But are you not doing something that you know God wants you to do? That's sin, too. You know, pressure brings to light things that you don't see during good times. You see problems. You see areas your character needs to grow. You see areas that you kind of thought were taken care of, but you found out they're not taken care of. I think, I I really think one of the things that we need to watch out about is rebellion. Not doing something we know the scriptures and the Lord told us to do. We have to watch that. Those are bad things, too. Those are wicked things, too. How many think those are not good things, too? I mean, sin is sin. Sin is terrible stuff. And the Bible says if we know to do something, I I think, I don't know how it happened, but it seems like our generation um, thinks that committing sin is worse than omitting good things. We We think that those sins of commission are the bad ones the things that we're not doing that we should do well you know maybe it's more of a suggestion that the Lord said to do that or he knows I'm tired or he knows what that person did to me and he knows you know (laughs) are you following me and I think that sometimes that people need to analyze this part of their life am I doing what I know God wants me to do for him that knows to do good and doesn't do it what is it It's a big deal. It's sin, if you know. And I I think we're going to see something happen in the church in 2021 that's been needed for a while. I think we're going to see an increase of a true pastoral anointing. I think we're going to see a stronger anointing in the area of real care for the sheep to the point that we care more about what happens to them in the future than how they feel about me right now when I'm saying something that they may not want to hear and the interesting thing about the shepherd's anointing is just like Jesus himself there'll never be a push, there'll never be a manipulation it will always be a presentation and then the people we're going to have to say okay Lord is that you or is that not you and if, the, you know, if it's in the Bible, I mean, I'm under people I'm preaching to me. I'm under people that I listen to and obey. Sure gets quiet in here. <laughs> why? why you, you hear the word commandment. You hear the word obey. You hear the word submit. Why do people draw back from those words? Those are honor words. Amen. I said those are honor yes. words. Why would we flinch at the word commandment? Why would we flinch at the word obey? Why would we flinch at the word submit? I I realize maybe it's because of abuse of those positions and abuse of those words in the past. But that's still no excuse if we know better. We're not going to throw away all doctors because one practice malpractice. We're not going to say, oh, we're not going to get married because a few marriages blew it. We're not going to say, oh, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, we're not going to do that. We're not dumb. Some of these things, you just, we have to ask ourselves, where am I with these things? You know, one thing that would take the fear out of people in this area of commandments, obeying and submitting, is that a good leader will never, ever, ever, ever put pressure on anybody to obey them, follow them, or submit to them. The scriptural language is this, submit yourselves. Right? Wives, submit yourselves. The Bible says to all of us, obey those that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. It's yeah. it's it's a, it's a it's not something leaders, godly leaders don't make anybody do anything. Right. But if we're smart followers, we'll follow the ones God's put in our life because the Bible says it's profitable for us if we do it and unprofitable if we don't do it. So... What do you think? Maybe we should think about doing the good things we know to do and not just stopping the bad things that we've probably all stopped. Right? I'm, 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 taking, I'm hoping that we've all stopped that. Don't, don't ever give in to a sin just because you've had a struggle with it. If you have to repent a hundred times a day, do it. Don't ever say something's right that God said isn't right. <laughs> Stay hooked. God will help you get out of it. Just don't 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 accept it as well. It's, you know I'm just going to interpret the scripture a little different now. God loves me and he knows me and maybe I was born this way or whatever. don't ever give into it that's that's giving up we're not quitters. So go back to first Timothy now chapter two and let's look here about the prayer of intercession and I do believe this is something that the church needs to know. I said a little bit more about, I think we need to know a lot more about this type of prayer because we're living in a time right now where intercession is has to come forth. So 1 Timothy chapter 2, New Testament, writing to uh, New Testament believers here. The Lord said in verse 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then he specifies the best way to pray for all men. Pray for kings. Offer up supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for kings. Back then, that was the leaders of the land. Today, we have presidents, vice presidents, right? Governors. Pray for, we'd have all legislative, executive, all judicial branches of government, all the people. And yes, Nancy Pelosi. I say, if there's anybody you need to pray for, you gotta take a few of Trump's prayers and pray for her, do it. (laughs) I'm serious. So, pray for kings and all that are in authority. That would include governors, senators, I mean, you name it, mayors. For all that are in authority, why? That we may lead a quiet, And peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Who will have all men to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. Interesting how he connects all men being saved to us praying for our leaders. Interesting how us praying for our leaders helps people that aren't leaders. Now look at this. We're admonished to first of all. I guess that means before family. You know, before what we need first of all. If we realize, and if we we saw clearly the influence that these leaders do have on the entire nation, we'd be praying for them first of all. All the time. You know what I mean? I mean, they can make decisions to make life very difficult for us. Or they can make decisions to make life a little easier for us. They can make decisions that promote darkness and lust and terrible things, or they can make decisions that promote peace and godliness and righteousness. And it'll affect you, it'll affect your kids, it'll affect your kids' kids. And I thought it was interesting, look at it again. He said, first of all, offer up supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving a thanks for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we pray for them, that we pray. So what he's saying is, when you pray for your leaders, you're helping you and you're helping your babies. I wonder what happens when we criticize our leaders. You're doing the opposite. Mm -hmm. God wants to pour his power through our leaders to help us. He's not going to pour his power through our leaders to help us if we're criticizing those leaders. But he can if we're praying for our leaders. I mean, we need to watch out. you, You know... We're called to respect, honor, pray for, give thanks for our leaders. Even if they're off, even if they're not saved. You know, the the kings that Paul was talking about here, they weren't saved. They were mean. Some of them were barbarous. Some of them were awful. I mean, how do you pray for somebody like that? By faith. (laughs) You put your feelings aside and say, I'm going to do what God said. I mean, I know this sounds a little strong, but I really feel like the, the opportunity that we're facing right now and the pressure that is happening in our country right now can either push us away into a more lukewarm walk, a more rebellious walk, or we can push us toward God in a higher level and say, you know what, we're sticking with the Scriptures, we're going to grow in faith, and we're going to get stronger in God. Amen. And I just, I don't want to see anybody's faith. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier today and they were saying how that, they, they, they're sensing that, you know, maybe some of the, things that are happening you know with the way it's looking you know like you know um, you know it, to some people it looks very evil what's trying to happen and, some, and he said some people are going to you know, lose their faith and I thought why <laughs> because all these men of God said this and it's not happening <laughs> what do you do with that well I don't know I mean it ain't over yet right. 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 and if it didn't happen I think those people would stand up and say you know I missed it yeah. I'm going to go on Right. Anybody ever miss it? Yeah. I think God would have, a, have honest missers. Right? Right. Amen. I just, I mean, I'm not saying anybody missed it. I think we need to stand. I think we need to believe God. I think we need to pray. I think we need to come against those forces in the heavenlies that are trying to destroy our nation. And I think we need to believe God. I think we need to talk like our prayers are working. Yes. Amen. Amen. Can I get a witness? Yes. But we're not going to lose our faith over it. We're not going to lose our faith. I mean, come on. Said, well, I don't know if they're a true prophet. If they prophesied something that didn't come to pass. Prophets aren't perfect. People can miss it. I happen to think that there are a lot of them are right. And we just need to stand in our ground and not give up and quit. Right. Just because something happens in a legislation or whatever, doesn't mean it's time to go, Oh, I guess it's over. We'll just accept what's happening. Never. If we know it's not right, we never accept it. We'll stay respectful, we'll keep praying, we'll keep giving thanks, but we're not going to accept something we know is not God and this demonic is going to hurt people. We can stand against that. And here's where people get messed up. They, they come against flesh and blood and aren't doing anything about what's motivating those people for doing those things. It does no good To come against a person who's doing evil, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if a person, um, and and not all people that have this, is is this the situation, but like let's say a deaf and dumb spirit is influencing somebody and, and they're taking on that personality of that evil force and they become deaf and dumb. And all deaf and dumbness is not an evil spirit some of it's just natural stuff. But in Jesus' day, a couple times it was. They brought in him a man that was deaf and dumb, mute and couldn't talk and couldn't, and couldn't hear. And it said Jesus cast the spirit out of him and the man could hear and see, or could hear and, and talk. He was healed. Totally set free. Do you realize that medication can't make an evil spirit leave? You can medicate people to the hill. It's still not going to deal with the spirit behind the scene if there is a spirit behind the scene because not all problems are an evil spirit directly influencing but sometimes it is the case. And no matter how much you medicate somebody if there's an evil spirit uh, doing the influencing, harassing and oppressing medication is not going to make an evil spirit leave. It has to be discerned and dealt with. Well I guess, you know, relating that the same way to, to people that are yielding to wrong spirits that are in positions of authority. We can criticize, cuss, throw bottles, do whatever. If their spiritual influence is influencing them, they'll get up with the bruise and keep yielding to the devil. We have to deal with the source of the problem. The powers behind the scenes. Are you following me here? So I want you to notice again. The Lord tells us to first of all offer up supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, presidents, vice presidents, all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So if we pray, we should be believing for peace, quietness, godliness, and honesty to increase in our land. To pray for our leaders. And then they get mad at what's going on in our leadership. It's just like saying we wasted our time praying, we just messed up our good prayer, another abortion of prayer just happened, and why even go to church if we're going to do that? People abort their good prayers all the time by talking like their prayers didn't work when they hear another report of bad news. Faith makes prayer work. All right? Other than that, it's just jaw exercise. All We have to believe that when we pray, like we prayed earlier tonight, something changed. We think different and talk different from that prayer forward, no matter what we hear, see, or feel. Our prayers worked. Because if we don't get in faith about it, and if we can let the devil and his crazy, stupid circumstances talk us out of it, he doesn't even have to destroy us. We destroy our own prayer. It's called aborting your own good prayers by talking like they didn't work because you heard another bad report. We need to stay in faith and go, no, no, no. We prayed about that. We prayed about that. God heard our prayer. The angels are working. Things are changing. Things are better than they were. So in the the last couple of minutes, because we do want to pray here. um, Actually, we're going to pray now. Okay? And we're going to be aware of the fact that there are situations and there are circumstances and there are people that are being influenced by something you can't see. All right? Just a quick little revelation for you to, to give us a couple more things. So when we pray, we pray with as much faith as we can. Daniel in the Bible, Daniel was a great man of God. He decided one day, I need to. I need to seek God. I need to set aside some time, and I need to pray, and I need to hear from God. I need to be undistracted. I need to be focused. So he took like 21 days. That went by a river somewhere. Some guys went with him, and he prayed. And after 21 days, um, actually, it talked about the uh, the king of Tyrus, and uh, the was it king of Persia? I'm sorry, the king of Persia. Some things were happening in the natural realm. And then he gets in the prayer and 21 days later, an angel appears to him and starts talking to Daniel about the prince of Persia. Not a man. The man was the king of Persia. The prince of Persia was an evil spirit in the atmosphere, influencing that king in ways that he shouldn't have yielded to. It's called the double kingdom system. The double kingdom principle. There are kingdoms on the earth and there's a kingdom of darkness in the atmosphere above the earth trying to disrupt and to hurt and to bring havoc and chaos into this kingdom, into this realm, so that God's will is not done. Well, the angel appeared to Daniel and said, Daniel, I've come for your words 21 days. Later. He, says, he said, I came for your words. But he said, the reason it's 21 days later is because the prince of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, the chief prince, came and relieved me and I broke through and I've come for your words. And started talking to him about things that were going to happen in the end times and in the last days. And I thought, what would happen if he would quit after 20 days? While Daniel was standing in faith on the earth, consecrated to God, purposing to hear from heaven, the angel had a right to move. Michael had a right to intervene. Breakthrough happened. And a lot of times in prayer, we have to deal with these things. So if you want, just, you can stay seated or you can stand up for the next 10 minutes. We're just going to pray. All right, guys? We're going to pray for our nation and we're going to intercede. I do a lot of praying in other tongues. That's another message. I wish we had another hour we could talk about interceding in other tongues because there's a lot going on right now my brain doesn't know about. But because because I pray in tongues, I can still pray about it. I don't need to know about it, but I can still pray about it because the Spirit of God knows about it. And He'll give us utterance tonight. So if you pray in tongues, I encourage you, just pray in tongues and, and just see good things happening. See these powers of darkness being pushed back or held back like a dog on a leash. We're not going to get rid of them, but we can hold them back. Yeah. Right. Are you following me? And through our prayer, so as you're praying tonight, if you're praying with the understanding, just say, Father, we claim victory for our country. Your will be done in this country as it is in heaven. You want this country blessed. We rebuke the powers of darkness. If you pray in tongues, just pray in tongues. So, so starting right now, we're going to pray for 10 minutes, and we're going to believe God for some great things to happen in our nation. Heavenly Father. We, we pray tonight in one accord, and we say thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who helps us to pray. Thank you, Father God, for our country. Thank you for our president. Thank you for those in authority. Now, right now, Lord, we intercede for our nation, for the leaders of our nation, President Donald Trump, Vice President Mike Pence, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. Lord, we pray for all senators, all congressmen, all all mayors and governors and every person in a legislative, executive, and or judicial position, we pray for them. Turn their hearts wherever you will. Help them Father to see you. And if they're yielding to evil help them to see what they're really yielding to. Open their eyes. Help them to do your will. Set up anyone who needs set up and sit down anyone who needs set down. We pray for the protection of God on those who people want to hurt and harm. We're asking for your shield to surround our president and others. We're asking, Father, in the name of Jesus for truth to come out, evil to be exposed and dealt with properly, and for good to come on the scene. We refuse to give up. We will not back down. We declare this is one nation under God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We specify which God we're talking about. Quanto, Brondini Anko, Vonusta, Papri echekeno, Vuto, Brahma Tiesteva, Quieto, Brofeke, Junomotic, Griante, Vianto, Bromonoshe, Viantecla, Etoloma Pangustino, Viante, Gribiagiano, Gropofoco Etro, Mikiano, Junonote, Ikra, Vintiana, Monte Brianticos, Sukonofe, Egra Givana, Efre Begalici, Father, we release faith tonight corporately. We believe you're helping us to pray. We believe you're hearing and answering these prayers. We believe things are getting better. Powers of darkness are being held back. We say no, no, no to these demon influence. We say no, no, no to these destructive powers. You will not destroy this nation. We rebuke every lie, every fear of the enemy. We say take your hands off of the church. Oh, Father, we offer up prayers, supplications, intercessions, giving of thanks for these men and women. And we thank you, Lord, you're working through these prayers right now. Prendele sikito, vonele me bangantifla, Giato, Bongola di Fianna, Ere, Mabando Romofuku, Vindinglia, Shema Bon Utekai, Zentaban Fatikisi Elapeka Uptik, Zekosha. It's happening. I heard the Spirit of God say it's happening. Tande Fremenisaka. Don't give up and don't quit. Lift up your voice. Bomvre, release your faith. Ande le mes sempan von me bangante le eco di basuto, bronde le veka mati anjano, ote, vigle ansi, utolomo bomgotsunva, ekre Givinta elsi pago goko di Friantic. centenio, monte kraishda, etle Bebagodo bagodo, vonote, zianto, bronde, vika elegianto, Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. Glory to God. Halfway through, guys. Five more minutes. Don't, Don't quit. Pray from your heart. Release your faith. Believe for good things. Heavenly Father, we're asking that the angels of God would come and help our president and those at the White House and those in Washington, D.C. and all those that are all around this country. Father, we're asking for angels, angelic help to come on the scene to take care of certain resistance in the heavenlies atmosphere around us Oh, thank you, Father. We're asking for the Word of God to come to the president, for the Word of God to come to those in authority, that people would hear clearly and accurately what must be done right now, what should be done for the times ahead, what decisions need to be made. Bring forth revelation and wisdom, Father, we pray. Help the Word of God to come the way of those that are weary in authority. We stand in agreement. Father, we declare boldly that this is one nation under God. In God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, do we trust. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. From our hearts tonight, we say no to the plans of the devil. We say no to the schemes of the evil one. We say no, 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 no to the lies of the adversary. We say no, no, no to the plots of Satan. We say no, 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 no to demon influence, trying to hurt and harm our nation. But we say yes to the will of God. We say yes to the power of God. We say yes to the love of God. We say yes to the wisdom of God. We say yes to the holiness of God. Zontele me panto, veente crifiange, lambre endaga, voda, iso, cucho, mondogne, gitale me pavutic, ecrojibiadanyango, vosta, elegemanita, rambego, crofiadina, esho, monde, vinda mboacro giade via Antos. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. All right, just listen to this. You can keep praying quietly. don't stop praying, but just there's a scripture in Ezekiel 22 that said the land was in trouble. The priests gotten into sin, the princes gotten into sin, the prophets got into sin, everybody got into sin, judgment was about to come on this entire nation, and God said, I looked for a man among them who would stand in the gap, intercession, make up the hedge for the land, that it not have to be destroyed. Think about it, God said, if I find one man... Who will seriously pray look to me in faith believe for help in the land he said this whole wicked nation would be spared if i could find one man to intercede stand the gap make up the hedge for the land that and god said that i not destroy it in other words that he not have to allow destruction because he said in the next verse their own way have i recompensed upon them it wasn't god's will it was their way so If he said he'd spare a whole nation for one man praying and interceding, what would he do for our nation when he's got more than one man even in this room tonight praying and interceding? And so, Father, we expect judgment to be postponed. We expect your mercy and grace to give us more time. We expect, Father, that the pulpits of America will bring forth truth, will bring forth words that even whether we want to hear them or not, they'll come forth. We'll do your will. We'll line up. We'll get clean. We'll do whatever you say, Lord. In Jesus' name. We stand up for this nation and we stand in the gap. We intercede for our country. And we pray, Lord, for your mercy and your grace to be multiplied unto this nation. Oh, Father, we're asking that a righteous man would be in authority, that righteous men and women would be in authority. For we know if the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. We don't want the mourning anymore, Lord. We want the righteous. We thank you. We've had righteousness and we want it to continue and we thank you. It's happening in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank God now. Prayer without thanksgiving is not complete. Father, we thank, you, we thank you. 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 We thank you for hearing and answering our prayers in Jesus' name. It's happening. Glory to God. It's happening. Glory to God. It's happening. Hallelujah. It's happening. Glory, glory, glory. Praise God. Now, the Bible says, My people shall be joyful in the house of prayer. That joy is an an act of faith. We believe God heard us. Everything's different now. I'm not saying it's all done, but everything's different. Good things are happening. Powers of darkness are being held back more than they were before we prayed. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the donate tab.